You're listening to the Soul Ties Podcast with Kenyon and Takara Martin, counselors, authors of the Soul Ties Detox, and founders of the Soul Ties Healthy Love Club. We bring awareness to toxic relationships, promote self-love for singles, and support strong, healthy relationships for couples. Here on the Soul Ties Podcast, we answer your questions. So join us weekly on Facebook Live, where we look forward to interacting with you live and on air. Do you have a burning question to send us? Then go to relationshipgoals.tv. That's relationshipgoals.tv. Now, let's get into today's episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Soul Ties Podcast with Kenyon Martin and Takara Martin. This is such an amazing time for us because we finally get to bring to you the interview that we held earlier this year okay. with Kev on stage and Mrs. Kev on stage, where we talked about everything from how they met, what attracted them to each other, and even got down to the nitty gritty of celibacy while they were dating and different things that they went through in their marriage that could have broken them but actually made them stronger so excited i'm excited about the part where he talks about his dreams and how he was driven by them but how she supported them or supported him and but it was hard because it was it, it was not the norm it was not and it was blindly like she was blindly supporting something absolutely but she knew he would make it she, i love it yes. i love it super excited so if you're tuning in from our podcast audience you are only going to get a snippet of this interview because we really felt like it was going to be much better delivered over video and on youtube so the entire thing is here on our youtube channel at aston martins and if you're tuning in from youtube make sure you comment below and let us know what you thought of this amazing couple we'll see you guys next episode all right so we're here with the amazing Fredericks. Um, you may know him as Kev on stage and Mrs. Kev on stage. Um, him from his comedy, her from her beautiful makeup. <laughs> Thank you. So, and so I'm like, serious, like I was putting on makeup so intimidated today. Like I, I really have no idea what she does. I'm going to be cute today just so I can pretend like I look like this all the time. <laughs> um, and so we're here talking about real conversations, real couples. So the premise behind real conversation, real couples. Well, real couples. The premise is because we're in a age and society where ambition and you know being a power couple mm -hmm. and and you know going after you know relationship goals is such a big thing, and I think people don't really take the time um, to really just understand what that means to be married to somebody that's driving and striving for something greater. Yeah. So we'll talk about that stuff here. We'll talk about all of that. But we always like to ask, and I'm sure people tell you all the time, like, or ask you, how did you meet? What interested you in each other? I met Melissa and we met in high school. We did meet in high From school. From the first moment I saw her, I loved her. And that's where the lies start. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? Was just like that? Yeah. <laughs> we were in Miss Chapman's U.S. History class Aww. in 1999. I was staring at her little drool fan from my mouth <laughs> uh, my desk. And as I was in just totally engulfed in her beauty, a dude tapped me and was like, yo, can you hand this note to her, to this girl? And he pointed at Melissa and I was like, you idiot, how dare you? <laughs> I love her already. I passed a note to her and she read it and she put it in her pocket without looking at him. I did. And I said, 
there is a chance. <laughs> so I watched her curve somebody else immediately, and I was like, yes, this is my type of girl. She respects the real men in the world, and she's not bothered by the wanksters. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how we met. Uh, we both lived on the same military base. Our parents, our, our dad, were in the military. We literally wow. lived one block from each other. I went to the same high school, rode the same bus, and I fell in love with her before she knew who I was. A lot of that story is true. Like the nuts All and bolts it. are there. Everything the accessories <laughs> are needs to be embellished. Yeah, just a little embellished. I would take a lie detector test. Would you? Absolutely. Where is Murray? Murray? <laughs> Murray? <laughs> Murray? Murray and Murray. Murray is Murray's little brother. Yeah, he gets as successful. Right, he couldn't make it. Murray does lie detector tests for things unrelated to babies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He was trying to be a player, but also not trying to be a player. Like at the time that Kev actually started, because it wasn't immediate, I don't care what he says. But at the time where he initially started like trying to pursue me, he was dating other people, I was dating other people, and like we were friends, like we were actually legitimate friends. And he would like tell me about these girls. And so I was like, I literally called him a fisherman. I was like, you're out here like trying to fish all these women out. And now you're gonna come to me? Like, I'm not like, I was no. a fisher of man. Yeah, you were a fisher of man. That's that Bible, that's that God. It was. You gotta trying, go out to the deep end. You're trying to get him saved. I was trying to lead her to the Lord. I was saying, I was trying to help you. So yeah, I think all of those, I had like, even at a young age, and I don't know if it was good or bad looking back on it, but I did have, um, I had standards and there were certain things that like were important to me. Kevin's always, he's very smart, always like driven, got good grades, always got good grades, never got in a lot of trouble. And I was such a good girl. Like I needed someone who wouldn't like try to persuade me to not yeah. be that person. And he was, he was a healthy, he still is a really good, healthy balance for me. Melissa was a terrible girlfriend. Hello? Terrible. She just did not care. She did not care. Uh, to be honest, <clears throat> I didn't know how to be a girlfriend. And because oh. I was so stuck on like being a good girl and like, you know, all of those things, I was trying to be like... Push you away. Not push you away, but always at like a foot apart. Distance. Yeah, trying yes. to create a little bit of she distance. definitely wasn't trying to be attached. Because I didn't <laughs> want to create the opportunity for sex right. and i knew the closer i got to someone the more that door would be open and so i would like purposely try to you know create a little bit of distance and separation so i was reacting and it did to make me a bad girlfriend yes so oh, why did you do that when i said you're a bad I, girlfriend because i was saying it wasn't i said to my defense i didn't oh, know how okay. and I, I mean i ain't none of it yeah so i went to texas for a summer and we literally this is how long we've been together we wrote each other letters in oh wow! Like text? in the mail? No, no email? text. No it was before cell phone, Ooh. before social media, before email. I mean, email might have been around, but we weren't using email <laughs> right. regularly. These are actual um, handwritten letters. Handwritten letter, and that wasn't even weird. That's that yeah. was just yeah. how we, you know. I mean, we Actual talked on the phone too. We also like, wrote, wrote, yeah, we also wrote letters. We did talk on the phone too. Um, but I came back from the summer, and I was used to her not being attached. So you know, we lived so close to each other, mm. and we would get off the bus, and we just would walk. She walked this way, I walked my way. We, the bus kind of was like in the middle of both of our houses. And the next day, like two days I did this, and the third day she was like, I don't know if we should be together. Yeah. I was like, what, why you, why you? She's like, you don't even walk me home. And I was like, you ain't never wanted me to walk you home. So I was just going, that's when I first knew she cared. Uh -huh. I was like, if she's upset, I mean, I she skipped all the way too. to Let's Break Up. Like she didn't want to talk about it, but she skipped all the way to Let's Break Up. But I was like, oh, she does like me like more than I like her, or, or as much as I like her. Right. It was really one-sided. Uh, when I knew I wanted to marry her, is uh, we were in college. I was in ROTC, 
God. That was terrible. Yeah, at it. Just that was oh, the worst. Literally the really? worst soldier or airman. I was in the Air Force. Oh, you was in the Air Force? Okay. Yeah. Well, I was actually Air Force. in the Air Force. I was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was, I was actually in the Air Force. <laughs> I was Air Force terrible. adjacent. Well, that's all right. Uh, yeah. And um, <laughs> so I was thinking about my future, like, you know, because you're, you know, if, you're, if you complete it, you're going to be an officer and you're going to get a duty station after college. So at that time, before I got kicked out, I was like, man, I don't know where they'll send me, uh, but I want her to go. You know, I oh. had visions of it because we both grew up military, so that was like the most logical thing. Right. Because college, my job wasn't very clear when I got out of college. Uh, mm -hmm. The military was a very sure thing. Yeah. My dad was in it, her dad was in it, everybody, it's all the pastors, all were either in or retired. And nobody even got out after five years. Like, everyone was in Career. or retired. 20 yeah, year minimum. Yeah. Wow. Right? So that was the most logical thing. So I was like, man, wherever they send me, I can imagine us having a little house. When we first get our housing, it's gonna be small, but you know, I'll be grateful. So, and that's when I realized, yeah, we'll build it up. You know, we get a little three bedroom on the officer side of town. Actually, I was thinking I'm gonna be an officer, so it's gonna be a little bit nicer. Um, and I was like, I want her to come. And then uh, I got kicked out of Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> can I just ask why but he's I not just, in the questions? I just, why? why? I was the absolute worst, but I'll give you two specific. That's not why they kicked me out. There's three things. I was <laughs> literally just terrible. Go from two to three. Literally terrible. So when they did uh, interrogation, they weren't called investigations or interrogation, but I can never. Inspections? Inspections! Yeah. That's what the word was. I would do cool on the uniform, uh -huh. but I could not tell them planes apart. Ever. So I just guessed if it was uh, a cargo plane, I guessed C 118, and if it was a fire jet, it was F 16. Every time. <laughs> and I mean, there's, there was like 10 fire planes in F 16. I figured I would get it. This is the X Wing. This is a Star Wars plane. Ah, this is a Boeing 737. Tony Stark has that. Yeah, so that was one thing. I did terrible on inspections because I couldn't learn the stuff. The second thing was I would not wear my uniform all day to college. At all. I would go forward when I went to leadership. They were called L Labs, Leadership uh, Laboratory. I'd wear it. Then I'd go back to my dorm and take it off because I hated the hat. I was just like, this is... Dumb. I just, it was dumb because on a military base, everybody's wearing it. Right. So it looks... It was normal. No, right. On a college campus, and you done was like 30,000 people. Yeah. And there was like maybe 50 people in the Air Force ROTC. So nobody black in it at all. Oh, so wow. I'm one of the few black people, and, one of, and I was just so recognizable for the wrong reasons. So I kept <laughs> taking my uniform off. But the main reason is because I used to skip PT. We would have to go every Tuesday, and it'd be rain. And I just was like, family is too it. cold. <laughs> and when they kicked me out, I cried. He did. Really? So you were surprised? Very surprised. No, I was surprised they kicked me out. I was surprised I cried. I was like, wow, all I did was nothing this whole time. Y'all gonna kick but me out But also, I think because it was a realization of like, so what I'm going to do with that? Yes. Because wow. I was like, the military, even if you got in trouble, you got an Article 15, you still had a job. Right. Like, you mm -hmm. never, you could get busted down, you could lose knew. rank, but you would always have a job. Yeah. Right. So I was just like, dang, I'm not going to have a guaranteed job when I get out. But I still wanted to be with her. The one thing that actually happens quite often in our relationship is I recognize when Kev is over something before he does. Mm. And it actually started with ROTC. I just yeah, had that revelation that's right true. That's, good. that's very that true. I was like, oh, he's over this. This is done. It happens at work. It and a lot of different things. You knew when it was time for me to quit my job. Um, yeah, and I think actually God does it that way on purpose because I need that time to like, process <laughs> process it. Yes. Once I'm over it, it is It's quick, done. fast, and in a hurry. And if my mind hasn't fat. caught up to that moment, <laughs> it won't be good. But it happened with ADD for probably months. I was trying to convince Kevin to quit, actually. Like, in reality, I really was. Um, because I knew the time had passed. 
Yeah, and it was time to move on. And he wasn't with it at all. And then when it happened, I was like, I'm okay with this. But yeah. if it didn't happen, if it happened prior to that mind shift for me, Ooh. I would have been a wreck. I would have been crying. I would have been stressed. It would not have been good for me. So I think yeah. God is purpose. He like, he just, let me just plant the seed for Melissa. Right. So that way when it happens, she is fully equipped yeah. to handle this situation. Yes. That's dope. That's, That's a dope. lesson in that right there. Though. So Melissa, how did you know? that it was serious <laughs> i mean he's already he's got these designs Ring picked out he's going he's going everywhere he just you know he left the air force but he still got a thought they left me <laughs> they left i have a history of getting kicked out i got fired from places so how did you know that how did i know see i'm never good at these questions because i don't know if i had like a moment as much as it was like the culmination of everything if i you know take any specific moment like pause at any point in time i could look back and say he's done this he's done this he's done this he's done this this is a person i can spend the rest of my life with Mm -hmm. and that was only compounded with time yeah that That makes that makes a lot of sense okay he built a case for himself exactly that's exactly he built a case for himself and there wasn't he was consistent and he was consistent Mm -hmm. that's exactly where i was gonna go yeah it was definitely um he had treated me really well up to that point and i and thus far um it was we had a good relationship and this was the other thing that was actually important anytime we had issues and I presented them to Kevin, he was always willing to make the effort to change. Oh, that's to good. have even when we were dating, when we were in college, and like there's specific moments um, that I can think of and it, like there was change that happened and it was immediate or you know working toward it immediately and those are things that you look for my Absolutely. mom always uh i'm a daddy's girl my dad always treated my mom with respect always treated my me and my sisters with love and respect and i could see my dad in kevin and not in like that ancestral type of way yeah, yeah, yeah. but like you know demonstrating quality. those qualities that i'm like my dad is this and my dad is that and he is fantastic let me name all the reasons why I can go down that list and do a side by side and say Kevin is doing those things. That's awesome. So, because you were super saved and sanctified and filled with all the things, um, (laughs) dating, sex, intimacy. Uh huh. How did y'all deal with that? By not. (laughs) So the thing number one is that um, I don't think saving yourself to marriage is an old school thought process. Mm -hmm. I think that just stating saving yourself to marriage is an old school thought process. Thank you. I think what we have to do is teach and educate um, our young people and those people, you know, generations to come, why it is important and mm-hmm. allow them to make those decisions based on educated understanding of the impact and the consequences of diverting from what we taught. Mm-hmm. And that's what we don't do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I wasn't taught that. I wasn't given that opportunity to learn why I was making this decision. It was simply don't do it. And so I ended up cutting off every part of my sexual being and so when i got married i was ill prepared unprepared ill un ill ill prepared (laughs) to deal with 
a sexual being that needed to be, you know, kind of woken up and figure out what was going on. I, w I wasn't prepared for that person to come alive. And so I was way behind the eight ball. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think God, it's in the Bible for a reason. God stated that for a reason. And we have strayed away from that reason. Mm -hmm. We've simply laid out thou shall not. And that's it. Yeah, and scared people off from sex, and that, and we shouldn't do it like that. We, yeah, it, it, it's not a healthy way to approach sex. It builds a negative um, association, and yes. you build a, a negative relationship with sex and your sexual being. Yeah. and you don't need. That's not healthy in a relationship, in a marriage. That's not healthy. I need to be in tune and aware of my sexual being, so I can have a healthy relationship with my spouse. Otherwise, you have a friendship, child. Exactly. You have a roommate. You have exactly. a roommate. And we, to be clear, we, I don't want to put it out there that we didn't do anything uh -huh. like at all yeah, yeah, because yeah. we, um, I, I use the term messed around. <laughs> you know, uh, we we were in college. Um, I spent the night with her, um, a couple times, <laughs> and she stayed in my apartment. We never had sex. We never right. kind of even got like close in that way. Right. But we kissed when we were in high school. Yeah. We kissed in college. You okay. know, we um, uh, heavy petted. Right. <laughs> we had some heavy petting and stuff, but um like I, first almost first base, but no I'd really. say like between first and second. Like gotcha. trying to I was trying to steal second. There you go. <laughs> I never would have got to third and definitely didn't get home till the marriage day, but I was trying to steal second. I'm caught in a pickle. Like I probably made it halfway to second. Never full full second. Um but um and but but that really more a testament to Melissa's strength than mine because I remember we were like there were some days we had like three or four days in a row. Now I remember being like, should we just buy a condom? Because, you know, I, it wasn't that I wanted to have sex, but we was like, man, like if we get to that point where we feel like it's too close, we I don't want to get you pregnant. Right. Like that Because we were in college, like yeah. that's for sure what we don't want to do. And Melissa was like, no, because if we do that, then our chances of actually doing it are much higher. And I was like, you know what, that's right. Because then if I got the condom, I'm like, at least you're going to get me pregnant. You know, what so. What you got to worry about now? Yeah. But one thing we that helped us when we were, like, stopping or trying <laughs> to stop was uh, the amount of time we spent in the uh, in the naughty hours. Mm. Right? So yeah. mm. you're hanging out at 3 o'clock in our dorm room for roommates oh, there. Yeah. That's one thing. Right? Yeah. There's, like, not much you can do. But roommates out of town, it's Friday night, everybody's going for the weekend, and we're staying up there, it's, it's midnight. Now that's going to be a harder thing to say no to, because yeah. now your thoughts start going, she smells good, it's cold, let's just get under the blanket. Right. And turn the light off, because there's a glare on the TV. And I cannot see, we ain't even watching the TV, TV on infomercial. <laughs> well, you know what I mean, like that type right, of stuff right, happened. Right. So we had to really eliminate that type of stuff, because it was really like the opportunity. Yeah. You give yourself too many opportunities, you're eventually going to... Like make a mistake, but you're really are you making a mistake or are you setting yourself up to do it? Setting yourself wow. up, right? Yeah, so that, I think that's powerful. You guys being in college, so what that means is that you guys were away from any kind of um, guidance, any kind of security, you accountability. Had to accountability, absolutely. And so you guys had to step up yourself with your own character and integrity. That's, absolutely, that's heavy duty. How, how, man. And Kev wasn't a no, virgin. Me, I wasn't a virgin. Well, I understand. Mm -hmm. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> saved by grace, amen. Yes, it is the blood. <laughs> how, 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 how can if, we just? I want you. I like you. I like, I like you, and I want you. I don't know. <laughs> okay, we all know that. <laughs> <laughs> and I want I you. you. He's away. What is it? What is it? I'm sorry. <laughs> how do we? How do? How do we? I think there. For me, it was it was three things. 
I was saved and I was trying to get back to before I had sex. Yeah, Two, I respected Melissa and her decision oh. a lot. And I did not want to um, ruin our relationship in that because I knew how important it was to her, mm-hmm. right? That, I mean, we're talking about the thing that stopped me from trying to push forward. Right, right. Is I was like really respecting her. And I think a lot of times people ask, how are we doing? My boyfriend's not into it. Like, I think the thing about you not, and this is whether you're Christian or not. Yeah. Right? If you don't share the same values, yes. then the person just going to push relentlessly or whatever because they don't respect what you're trying to do or understand it or whatever like I was trying to do it but if she would have been open I'd be like man it's whatever you know what I mean like I don't want to get you pregnant but that doesn't mean I want to have sex you know and I'm like well there's other stuff we could do you know what I mean like uh, that type of stuff but because I respected her and her values and I wanted to um her to know that what's important to her is important to me that's kind of what kept me but then powerful yeah Thank you. Uh, no, seriously. But then in order to do it, then I have to physically say, I can't really stay over here like that. Right. Because as much as I respect you, you smell good. I know, like, my hormones are not Christian. Uh-huh. They're going to go after whatever. And then I'm right. feeling bad. And I don't want her to resent me or regret this. And now we got to deal with that. And that was kind of what I didn't want to do. So in order to respect her, I, I, I respect her values. Beautiful. I think there's a lesson in that. Yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Your values, you have to line up. You cannot convert somebody. Right. Just because I'm saying that I'm not going to do it. And if I meet the right one and he really likes me, he'll wait. No, they're going to continue to try because that's what they're there to do. Yeah. At that point, like if your values are not lined up, then it's, I'm going to say it's not going to work, but it's going to be very difficult to try to convince someone. Yes. Right. And the problem is, is that uh, the thing we were talking about earlier about setting precedents, the problem is, is that there's a precedent set that they don't uh, respect you enough to pull themselves back. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's very important. Not saying it doesn't, not saying it can't happen, not saying it doesn't have it. I'm not saying that at all, but I am saying that when you see that, yeah, when you see that, that there's going to be somewhere else in your life where they won't respect you enough to pull back. Yes, that's a precedent. Yes. So that's powerful, I, and that's that's my gosh, that's that's a lot of power, man. It's a lot of strength. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna switch gears. Um, talk. Everybody, we talked about sex a lot today. Um, yeah. It's, like, yeah. like, it's a, a lot, great topic. It is a great topic. It is a great topic, especially in the church, the Christian community. So we're gonna switch gears and talk about being an entertainer mm-hmm. okay. um how did how long was it after the military post-college all of that that you said i think i want to be an entertainer and then how did that make you you fit? know what's interesting i i think i always did it you know in a way because even before i was in the air force rtc i was just a class clown mm-hmm. like i was always entertaining people even as a kid like when we were telling shows in church me and my brother would always be in them we would do skits and plays my mom's a writer, so she was always like writing and stuff, and I wanted to do that type of stuff. Um, in high school, I did stand up for the first time at like 16 at a church. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah nice. talent show. Um, I played drums. Like I was always kind of you know doing performing, something. doing something where people are watching me. And, and even in college, you wrote plays. In college, I wrote oh, plays. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'd say towards the end of college is when I was like, I want to make something of this, you know. So we were writing plays and trying to get put on and mm-hmm. you know we're gonna put on our plays gonna catch on and we're gonna get the eye of Tyler Perry you're gonna be Tyler Perry yeah, <laughs> somebody's yeah. gonna want to like, be like literally. yeah yeah sorry I was oh, like, that was so, such a soft caress <laughs> <laughs> was soft well, it was, I was getting a lift but it was just <laughs> he just no <laughs> so uh, ahead, uh, that was all the goal uh, for a long awesome. time and then we kind of figured out that we have to like build our own thing and that's when it was like alright let's do this but I don't know if I ever said I want to be an entertainer it was like Let's do a show. Let's write this play. Let's put uh-huh. this play on. No, 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 no. 
it became this is actually what I want to do. It was always something you had. It was oh, always like a side, a side gig until mm -hmm. you got fired. When I got fired, I was like, so Melissa was like, you want to, uh, so what job are you looking for? No. Oh. And I was like, about that. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. If you want to hear the rest of this interview, follow us on YouTube. Go ahead. Ask the Martins where we've got the entire thing up for you to see this amazing couple Kev on stage and Mrs. Kev on stage. All right. Oh,